The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey guys! And welcome to Spilling the Crime, a true crime podcast hosted by... Me, Umberto Melo. And me, Jonas Grancha. Join us in this big adventure where we will be talking about crimes with a tipsy twist. How this crime happens, I want to know what the fuck is the unwrapped chocolate. Her name is Sharma Melgenlings. Magma... Magmar? Magmar meningitis? Where's the dick, Lorena? Where is the dick? Oh! Yes. Are those your enemies? <laughs> Are they after me too? <laughs> Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then he masturbated on the carpet. <laughs> Dangerous I mean, yeah, questions. No, was, yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> we did not agree with this. <laughs> Carlos said that. Don't compare. Like what? Don't copyright us! Don't copyright us, yes, please don't block us. So, grab your glass, because this feeling is about to begin. <laughs> I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. And welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. The voices you heard before our intro are Humberto and Jonas of this awesome, hilarious, and crazy podcast, Spilling the Crime. So we've become kind of podcast buddies on Instagram, and go check them out. They're awesome. These guys live in Portugal and are also new to the podcast game, so if you love wine and true crime, go for it. You'll love wine it. Wine and crime. I mean, I like wine. Yeah, I like wine too. I don't like crime, but I like talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to share that with you guys. Anyway, on today's episode, I have a little guessing game for you, Joanna. Mm, I love it. Today is a typical live, laugh, murder episode where I tell you a story and you have to decide what. If it's true crime or made up. A plot of a movie. movie sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't just make up these stories. I know. I don't mean made up. Like, they're, but it's a movie that somebody made up. Facts. Um, I can't believe that we have Patreon members. And I can't believe that you're not one of them. <laughs> I literally don't know any of these of this stuff. So when you tell me to do this, like you just have to do it for me because I won't know how to do it. You're doing so awesome, though. I wouldn't want to do this with anyone else but you. Mm, same. Same Z's. Um, it's so thrilling that people are actually donating to our show on our Patreon, and we have some bonus shenanigans coming very soon. Yes, to our patrons. Very exciting. Is it called patrons? If they're a member of our Patreon. Yeah. Patrons. Yeah. All right. Are you have uh, blah, blah, blah. I do that all the time. Do you have a Florida man story? I do. Yes. Is it man or woman? Uh, man. A lot okay. of them are men. I mean, well, no, wait. Last <laughs> one was a woman because yeah. she beat up the guy or set the car on fire. Set the car on fire, yeah. Okay. So this story comes from Polk County. Polk County. I have people that live there, so. 
Be kind. Be kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we live in Florida, which is why we do Florida Man, if you did not know. So, um, P- Polk County, Florida. Deputy said a Polk County man used marijuana plants mm. to beat up his brother. <laughs> I just, I am imagining just that sound whoosh, whoosh, of the plants smashing you in the face. So, Rodney oh Brown... Gosh. 31, was arrested over the weekend in Lakeland after he and his 33-year-old brother, Jackie Brown, got into a verbal altercation at the house they share. Okay. Deputies said while fighting with his brother, Rodney Brown uprooted several cannabis plants. (gasps) Yeah. Who would waste that? Money. That's money. They're literally hitting him with money. (sighs) So (laughs) some up to three feet tall from the home he... From the home and hit his brother in the face. Rodney Brown wow. allowed authorities to search the pro- the property. So they were illegally growing pot. Uh, yeah, and he wasted all of that to whip someone's yes. ass. <clears throat> according to according to officials, they found ten marijuana plants outside and drug paraphernalia inside the house, like posters. No, I'm always confused when people say drug paraphernalia, like the things you smoke with bombs. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Another, I mean, other things, probably the little grinder thing. Okay. Shouldn't know this much about drugs. Um, <laughs> Rodney Brown was arrested on domestic battery and drug charges. For whipping someone with some pot plants. Yeah. J- well, what? I wonder what happened to his brother. Well, and the title was um, Polk County Man Used Marijuana Plants to Beat a Brother. Do you think you, they, like, got a contact high from that? I don't, no, I don't think so. I don't think the plant itself. <laughs> if you eat the plant, do you have to cook? You have to cook the plant to get something. I don't know. Don't know. Mm. All right. Well. Well, I mean, people bake with it. I know, but do you have to like boil it, steam it? I think that's put in the a- process. <laughs> I don't think you can just like rip off a couple leaves. And, and munch them? Munch. <laughs> well, let's. No, never mind. No, okay. yeah, let's not. Let's go. Okay. Well, that one is wild. Yeah. Do you know Rodney? So I, I, I bet I have people that know Rodney. If you know Rodney, ask him how much money he lost in that scenario. Um, these stories are wild. People like Florida Man. I like it too. I mean, I don't like the actual stories. You know, the yeah. people are psychotic and that's why it's funny. 2014. That wasn't that long ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> we had the same discussion last time. <laughs> that's eight years okay, ago. Okay, okay. It was before it was legal. That's but true. I still don't think you can legally grow your own. No, but you can have a card. Okay. Well, Well. don't do that stuff. That's not okay. It's not okay to beat people with plants. And if you're going to beat someone with a plant, at least use a palm frond. (laughs) Right. Because then you can actually cause damage. Yeah, those are thick. Anyway, today's episode is a suggestion by one of our listeners (gasps) named Abby. Ooh, Abby. Abby reached out to me on Instagram. And thank you, Abby, because this story is crazy. Now... Do we? Do you know Abby personally? Or I do not know Abby personally. Oh my gosh! So it's just somebody who likes our show. How yeah. amazing! It's so weird. Like I was telling my husband yesterday. I'm like, it's just so weird to like people like are listening to us that we don't even know. I know, isn't that awesome? I love it. We have some listeners in 11 countries now. What? I know I keep saying that, and I counted this morning. I mean, we've got Finnish listeners. Ooh, Iceland. Mm, ooh, Iceland. I've Germany's always... been on the map. Yeah. Australia has been on the map. Yes. Canada. UK. Been on the map. Canada. Um, and there's a few other places. Portugal, obviously. Hello, Umberto and Jonas, spilling the crime. 
I already plugged them. Um, but there's so many other places and it's just like, Finland, what's up? Right. Okay. Well, anyway, Abby, thank you so much. This is a psychotic story and I cannot wait to torture you, Joanna. I was just going to say, I guess this is a true story, but then obviously that's the whole point of this game. <laughs> that's the whole point. Okay. Before I begin, disclaimer, this is a gruesome story and I mean, oh. you know the title of our show. It has literally the word murder, murder. in it. Yeah. I okay. mean, last story, last episode, we didn't have murder, but we had attempted murder. Yeah. But if you're here at this point, you already know what's up. Okay, go. Okay. The story I'm going to tell you will take place over a 12-year period. Whoa. We're going to talk about a man who we will call Jack. Okay. Because that's his name. His real name. His name is Jack. I guess you can't tell me. And over this 12-year time period, Jack explores the part of himself that is a full-blown, that is full-blown psychopathic behavior. Jack is about to go down a rabbit hole of hell. He is messed up in every sense of the word. And as I was researching this story, every time I thought I understood Jack's MO, it changed. Oof. It just, it blew my mind. Okay. I want to start in the late 1970s, early 1980s-ish era is where we're okay. going to begin. And I said this before, the 70s were a crazy time. Yeah. Like, I think I could do a whole podcast show just about the 70s oh, with yeah. crime. Maybe one day I will. I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. Okay. Without knowing any details, Jack is just a dude. Nothing remarkable about him at first glance. He does drive a van, though, yeah. and I think you know how I feel about that. Okay. Jack works as an engineer. The thing about him, though, is that his true passion is that he wishes he would have been an architect. So he's an engineer, but wishes he would have gone down the path of architecture. And he still, he does actually play around with it. Okay. He values art. And speaks a lot about it, but due to familial pressure, mainly his mother, and workplace stability, he went down the path of being an engineer. Okay. Mom wanted him to have a stable, secure job, and he regrettably made that choice to follow her advice. And he regrets it his whole life that he went down that path of working mm -hmm. as an engineer. So is there a resentment towards the mother? <clears throat> yes, there is. But she's not a main part in the story at all. Okay. So I guess I misspoke when I labeled him as just a dude because he's a bit quirky in his own right. Not only is he unhappy with his career choice, but Jack suffers severely from obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm, don't we all? I know, but this is, this is severe. And I know we all have our tendencies. Yes. I've seen yours. What have you seen? <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> um <laughs> I know my own personal ones. Yes, and I know your personal ones as well. Thanks. Because we are friends. Okay, go. Hello. Um, so OCD varies from person to person, but in Jack's experience, it's extreme. For example, he cannot leave a room untidy or messy. Ooh, come to my house, please. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has to be in the right place. Okay. And even, here's the thing, after Jack leaves a room, he thinks about things he could have missed a misplaced paper, a crooked picture frame, a chair not pushed in, and these compulsions can cause him to re-enter a room multiple times before he can actually leave. Yikes. So that's where it gets severe. Jack is going about his business, living his life for a while as an adult, until, it's always until, yeah. until Jack sees a woman on the side of the road who has a broken down vehicle. Mm. She's pretty. Mm. She's blonde. She's well-dressed. She has a nice car. And this is the late 70s, so she doesn't have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. She flags him down and starts asking if he can help her out. 
this blonde, beautiful woman reveals that the jack of her vehicle is technically what's broken, so she can't lift it off the ground to change the tire. Mm -hmm. Jack, the man, does not want to help her. He just wants to keep driving to his destination, but she is persistent and convincing, so he offers her a ride to the local blacksmith, which is only five miles away. And I know, it's weird. Like, why would he take her to the blacksmith? Because there's a phone there. So okay. he's like, I can take you there. And he says, maybe the, the blacksmith can fix your jack. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes You know sense. what I mean? Um, and I know it's ironic that his name is Jack. Her jack is broken. <laughs> whatever. So she brings along the broken jack. And I get the irony about the whole name thing. But it has zero bearing on the story. So this lady actually, while they're driving jokes around with Jack about how she really shouldn't be getting in rides with strangers because there's stuff all over the news at this point. But what? Like Ted Bundy had already come out. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Or it's it's beginning, you know, his trial and all that. So there's all this kind of bullshit going around. So she jokes around with him. What if you're a serial killer? You know, haha, I shouldn't be riding with strangers. And this really offends him. Yeah, well, yeah, he's being a nice guy. Yeah, then... he's like, what in the actual F-U-C-K? I'm giving you a ride. How dare you? Yeah. So after a trip to the blacksmith, they fix the, he actually does fix the jack for him, a failed attempt at mending the woman's tire, and a few hours of frustration go by. He's pissed. Jack's like, what the fuck? Isn't I just, just wasted my whole day. Where was he going? It doesn't matter, okay. honestly. So he's gone farther out of his way for this stranger who basically insulted him. And while he's trying to use the fixed jack to change her tire, now he's actually changing her tire for her, trying to, it snaps and breaks again. <laughs> so he's so done. And frankly, I would, I would be too. too. <laughs> Thank God for AAA and cell phones. So he finally decides, I'm dropping this bitch off at the blacksmith and I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm done. So the blacksmith is named Sonny's and he's just, he's so over it. They load back up in his car, F her, F this shit. He's got things to do. On the road back to Sonny's, he's driving. The woman is just still kind of being an asshole. And she actually continues to insult Jack. Brings up the serial killer thing again. Supposedly tells him then, and this is where the kicker is, that he could never actually hurt her oh, because gosh. he doesn't have the disposition to be a killer. It's like she wants it. I know. Like if he's, she basically like calls him a wimp or something. Ew. Don't mess with people who are helping you out, lady. Don't do that. And I'm not victim blaming. I'm just, I'm just saying that leads to what happens next. Okay. The next step being Jack grabbing the broken Jack with his right hand and gets sitting between them. He slows down his vehicle and slams the Jack into her face. In <laughs> sentence. He wails her multiple times in the face and kills her right away. Gosh. And this whole report is reported from him. So the fact of her insulting him and all the things she said is his version of the story. Oh, well, obviously, it's his version. <laughs> She's dead. I know. This is his first murder. And it's not his, it, but it's not his first experience with inflicting pain. Oh. I know. Okay. I know. Now, I'm going to take you back. I like to give you kind of a scenario and then go backwards to give you some background information. Okay. Jack as a child. I'm not, I'm going to take you to him being an elementary school age. I'm not going to talk a lot about this time. Just, I just want to give you a couple details. Enough to paint a picture of him. Jack says that he suffered from compulsions as a child. Like I mentioned before, he couldn't leave a room unless it was perfectly neat. This is when that started. He was a sensitive child. Mm -hmm. For instance, he was afraid of playing hide and seek. He would panic while hiding and Aww. just wait in fear. Aww. I know. 
You can feel bad for him as a little kid for a second until I tell you what else he does. One instance, it's pretty sick. This is the setup for his life. His compulsions weren't just OCD. He had compulsions to inflict pain. He grew up on a large piece of property with his family near ponds, meadows, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. He grew up with acres and acres of land around him. Jack would sit and watch the men work in the fields or sit and watch the ducks in the pond. And one day, specifically, this is what happened. Jack sits on a rock near the pond. He outstretches his net into the water and waits patiently. Jack waits until a duckling swims over the net. Okay, I don't like where this is going. I know. And trigger for animal abuse here. Skip 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. Can I skip? He holds, (laughs) if you want to, go ahead and push the button on your forehead and it'll skip you. Jack holds the duckling, pets it, cradles it, and then he grabs his clippers he had brought with him and cuts the foot off the duckling. Jack then releases the ducky back in the water and watches it drown, content with himself. Ew, I mean, I still plugged my ears, but I could hear it, and I don't like it. He never gets caught. He (sighs) says he's done so many things in his life with no punishment. I really hope this is not real. Let's move on. Okay, that story's over. So at 10 years old, Jack really gets into photography and taking pictures with, I I almost want to say old cameras, but to them it was new cameras, Mm -hmm. just cameras. And this trait will follow him through his adult life and would play a part in the crimes that he later commits. Okay? Now that I've given you some background information, I want to go back to where we began. Okay. Jack has just murdered the woman in his passenger seat by hitting her in the face with a carjack. Okay. I know you're laughing because you're uncomfy. (laughs) Jack is not... He's not pleased with himself. (laughs) Right? He's very unwell, and he freaks out, and he doesn't know what to do. What do you do? It was almost like a rage took over him. Well, yeah. I mean, what do you do? Well, if you own a warehouse, you have something to do. Does he own a warehouse? Well, this was unplanned, and he's got to hide the evidence. (laughs) And being that he has a successful career, and I didn't mention that he is well off financially because he received a large inheritance from his family. Oh, Jack owns this specific property, and it's a warehouse in the city, and inside there is a walk-in freezer built into this warehouse. The where I wasn't even going to mention this, but paint a picture. The warehouse had been previously owned by someone who sold food, like a food storage place. Okay. So there was a walk-in freezer, like the kind you have in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's not huge, probably the size of a small bedroom. And this is where he decides to store the body. Okay. You're looking around my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> see how big it is. It's probably about... I don't know the walk-in the closet. Of no, walk-in freezer. Freezer. Oh, freezer. So this is what I he does. Closet, he I? did. He takes her to this location, carries her into the warehouse and into the walk-in freezer, and he kind of just sits her up, like props her body up against the wall. Because remember, he's panicking. He still yeah. has blood on himself. Like, he's panicking. This is where his OCD kicks in. He goes to clean out his van, hoses it down, scrubs it, I assume, and he um, uses bleach. You know, he's got bleach. And he uses welding equipment to secure a lock system on the freezer from the inside. And to explain this, it's the type of thing that the door will have hooks and will hold a steel bar. So you can snap a steel bar in place so people can't get in when he's in there. So he has all this equipment because he's an engineer. He can work with his hands. He yeah. can weld. He can do all that stuff. This is all in the matter of, you know, this whole, like, evening and next few days. So it's just a lot. So he go. He has to get rid of her car. 
And what he decides to do, mind you, he lives in Washington state, is he drives her car into the woods just over state lines into the next state over. So the car will be found by a different state troopers under different jurisdiction with different police than where he lives. Okay. So he thinks, great, I'll never get caught. And he's smart enough to realize that. Now this is it. Jack has murdered someone. He's seen what it feels like. And he is so far getting away with it. So far. So far. And the most important thing here to note is that he realizes that his OCD compulsions after the murder aren't as strong oh (laughs) think about that he almost has a relief so what do you think that's gonna make keep on murdering he wants to turn down that dial of his ocd and he feels this gave him relief he says himself that completing this act has basically silenced the constant needs inside him temporarily Mm, interesting so i mean he's gonna do it again but this time on purpose (laughs) he's sloppy though well, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take you to, well, the next time, and he gets really ballsy. Okay? Okay. He's still the same person, working as an engineer, wishing he were an architect, actually drawing up plans here and there, practicing architect-type work, but he must kill again. Jeez. So he throws caution to the wind and follows a woman home from grocery shopping. Mm. Okay. She looks, acts, and dresses nothing like his first victim. There's no pattern. The woman has curly red hair, whereas the other woman was like a blonde and younger. So this woman's older. His purpose is not sexual. It's purely to kill. Rage. So he walks up to the house of the house of the red-haired woman, we'll call her, and he knocks on the door. Jack Jack tries to say that he's a police officer, and he asks to come in. (sighs) This is so Ted Bundy-like, too, and it's at the same time, too. It's right after Ted Bundy got caught. So he has to come in and talk about local crimes in the area. Okay. Look on your face right now, Joanna. <sighs> Meanwhile, and this is how smart he is. So while he's talking with her picture, she's standing in the house. He's outside. They're talking. He's pretending to be a cop. He's scanning her house and looking for things, like clues. To hit her with? Uh-huh. Well, no, not to hit her with physically. To hit her, mind fuck her with. So he sees while he's standing. This is very specific. He notices a picture on the wall. And the photo is like a remembrance picture, like mm-hmm. a newspaper article mm-hmm. in remembrance of. Yeah. And it's a man and he shoots his shot while standing there and really just like gets ballsy and goes for it. And she won't let him in because he doesn't have a badge with him. And quick on his feet, he says, okay, okay, okay. I, I'm not a cop. I actually work for the insurance company and I'm here about your late husband's pension that you're receiving. He just guesses late husband like this her husband has passed and that's who that memorial is for because it's a recent photo yeah he was right (gasps) of course he was right based on the one photo he saw on the wall he was right dang he jokes around with her supposedly like you know you know the insurance company says we should play that we're cops you know whatever that's weird it makes no sense but the fact of the money being brought up leads her to accept him and have a discussion because he tells her that he wants to raise the amount of money she's receiving monthly. Can they do that? Through insurance. Can they do that? That <laughs> works. Well, it worked to get him in the house. Mm. Not long after. I mean, minutes. They're in the living room. They're talking. She turns around. He goes to strangle her from behind. Gosh. Yep. <sighs> He's a bumbling idiot. He can't control himself. And she almost gets away. Oh. But doesn't. 
but doesn't. There's even a moment where she's on the ground and she isn't quite dead because he doesn't really know how to strangle someone yet. He crushed her larynx or whatever so she can't talk. And she makes like a wretched like trying to breathe sound. And Jack freaks out and feels bad for her and starts crying. Okay. Are you picturing this? Yeah. He goes so far as to place pillows under her head. <laughs> to and comfort he her? Feel, to comfort her. He feels so bad for her. He's crying. He's like, what did I do? What did I do? And then when she he sees her trying to move, he it enrages him and he chokes her out and this time kills her. I feel like if I was in that position, yes. I'd be like, just play dead. Mm-hmm. But, but if I your mean, vocal cords are crushed and you can't even breathe right. Yeah. What if he like puts his finger under her nose like I do to see if my daughter's still alive? And <laughs> when you she's know? sleeping. Like, put a mirror under there. I do that too. You do? Well, if I have a mirror available. Yeah. fingers are right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you do when you have a baby. FYI, if you're pregnant, get ready for that. Yeah. Anyway, um, he chokes her again, kills her, and it, this is where it escalates and where he has no pattern. He stabs her in the chest oh. this time with a knife from her own kitchen. For good measure. I think for good measure. I don't know exactly why, but I think we can assume. Yeah. This is where his love for photography comes in. As haphazard as this was, Jack planned this. He hunted for this woman. He went out. I hate that word mm-hmm. so much. He went out hunting. So he gets his camera and he props her dead body in a chair. He stages her and then he takes photographs of her. What a weirdo. Staged dead body. And how do you develop these photos? Well, he does what he does. I Okay, that's something that I actually was going to mention. Oh. He's not going to Walmart <laughs> or like Albertsons. Yeah. <laughs> one hour photo developing. <laughs> He has one of those cameras where you take out the roll of film and you can see like the negatives, the negatives of, remember what yeah. negatives are? You already I forgot. Do. Come on, girlfriend. No, I do. And he prefers the negatives over the actual photos. And then he has equipment to develop them like a little mini room. Of course he does. Of course he does. Okay. After this is over, <clears throat> he takes his pictures. He's happy with himself. He even brought a tarp along. He's prepared. He wraps her up, up her body and puts her in the van. He uses bleach to clean up all the blood and surfaces. Unfortunately for him, even though he's done everything he can, his OCD comes into play. Apparently, Jack leaves the house, sits in his van, and thinks, did I get the blood off the corner of the table, for example? So he goes back in the house, recleans everything with bleach again, back in his vehicle. Did I get the blood off under the chair leg? Yeah. Goes back in, rebleaches and recleans everything. I don't know how many times he does this exactly, but it's more than three. And what about the neighbors? Nobody's noticing this? Earlier when he was talking to her, I didn't mention this. I don't know why I'm why doing this doing with it? my fingers. <laughs> Early, I talk with my hands when I tell you these stories. Earlier when he was talking to her and she, he was outside, it was it was getting close to evening. So it's nighttime. At, right when he was talking to her outside, it was it was sunset time. Okay. A neighbor drove by and she waved, hey, like, hey, you know, Bill, hey, Glenn. And he, hearing her, says, oh, hey, hey, Glenn, like yells it out also and says, I love Glenn. I love that guy. So she is more, she was more comfortable with him, which is why she let him in the house also. Because she thinks, oh, he knows my neighbor. Okay. Oh. So someone did drive by and see them talking outside. Okay. So now, it is now late night at this point. 
He's bleached this house multiple times, cleaning things. He needs to come clean our houses and then leave, please, kindly. So he takes her back to the walk-in freezer and places her body in there as well, along with the first woman. Mm -hmm. This becomes his storage facility. This man feels so good after this. He is reeling. He's happy. So after everything, he is driving home in complete bliss, overcome with joy. Now, let me talk to you a little about Jack as a person at this time of events. He is fully aware and says later in an interview, and mind you, this whole story is from an interview, okay, from Jack's interviews and some, you know, police evidence. From interviews later, he says that he knew in his life that he had to fake empathy. He admits that he would, and I know, I know this exists and it freaks me out every time, he would use photos from magazines and practice expressions in the mirror oh what a weirdo and i know you know what i was thinking about did you ever watch america's next top model yes they used to practice pick their poses in the mirror well yeah you have to i know and then i did that when i was like in eighth grade because i was like what if i could be on america's next top model (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we all had that thought was it eighth grade maybe older i don't know i was then getting yelled at tyra I know, Tyra Banks, you were so mean so to some mean. of them. We were rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> so he would practice what sad looks like, what happy looks like, what sympathy looks like. And he was a self-realized psychopath. Mm-hmm. He called himself that. He admits later in his interviews, he admits it. Now, I don't know if he recognized it at the time frame we're talking about, but he eventually realizes it. I'm a psychopath. So I started telling you this story, and it, it when I started telling you, I said it's weird. It gets weirder and weirder. Like his method of murder is different from victim to victim. Okay. He doesn't seem to have a pattern, and it reminds me, and I don't know if you've ever watched the documentary of Richard Ramirez, The Night Stalker. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to assume <laughs> no, but you've gotten into documentaries recently. Yeah, that's. I did just watch that one. Oh, I don't like it. Ooh, so, which one was it? Our again? father. Oh, with the doctor who has yes. like a thousand kids. And his it's, sperm. at the end, they show, I know we're a little sidebar, but they say, like, this is not a, an uncommon thing. They said there's 44 other doctors who have done this. Why? I didn't watch the documentary. Like, what's the motive? Just it's to be a religious. A his was a religious reason. But he wasn't okay. a religious person. He just used the Bible as like a weapon. Oh, okay. No more spoilers in okay, case go. people want to watch because it's fairly recent. <clears throat> anyway, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker was his na- nickname in the media. He always said that your pattern as a serial killer should be that you have no pattern so that you don't get caught. Don't get caught. So that reminded me of Jack or Jack reminded me of him. So next stage, <clears throat> time is going on. Remember, the whole thing takes place over 12 years from when he started so to when he gets crazy. to the end. Of where my end is. 12 years. I know. Um, Time has passed. This time, he's not freaking out anywhere. It's not coming out of nowhere. And he doesn't follow a stranger home for his third victim. This time, he is dating the woman. Oh, gosh. He is dating her, and they are at home at his apartment. During an intimate moment, Jack holds her face in his hands. You know, I can... Sweet kisses. And I love it when Brett holds my face in his hands and kisses me, gives me all the butterflies. Do you want me to hold yours? No, don't touch. <laughs> well, not like Jack, because I assume the woman was feeling like loved and appreciated and things are getting spicy. And then he places his hands on her neck like, ooh, sexy. Not sexy because he strangles her. The woman he is dating, he strangles her. He says that she tried to fight back, and the look in her eyes flashed from desire to fear in a half second. Of course. 
Jack uses his watch to measure the amount of time it takes until she passes out. Ew. Then he goes further and makes sure that she's dead. Well, yeah. The purpose this time of killing is not just to subdue his OCD anymore, which is still very much a thing. It's a part of it. But now it's to take his photos. Again, he props her body in awkward poses and takes his pictures. And let me tell you, I have seen these images and they are fucking weird. Oh, no, I'm going to have to Google them. No, you're, I know. you don't I want to. I won't do it now. Oh, okay. You don't want to. Jack takes her body to his freezer, woman number three. Yeah. Woman number three, victim number three, so now he's officially a serial killer. Takes three. Takes three to be a serial killer? Yeah. yeah. Mm, you good know, to know. The fun things I've learned. If you hear banging in the background, that's our kids. Sorry. <laughs> Being crazy. You know, usually we record without them around, but today just wasn't that day. Yeah, you gotta do gotta do what you gotta do mom life yeah. a day or two later after putting woman number three in his freezer jack goes to check his film he has set up he has the setup where he can examine it at home i mean like we said who's gonna develop these photos he's not going to walgreens gen z do you know what it one hour pickup means <laughs> <laughs> we love you gen z if you don't know what it is i i think you got it come on well when he looks at his negatives of his pictures, he says that he hates them. Oh. They did not come out like he wanted. Mm-mm. They're nothing like he wanted them to be. And he's so mad, like enraged. So he decides to go to the freezer and get his latest oh, victim's body to try again. Uh, the, the other one has to be like decomposed. Or does he like wrap them? Oh, they're wrapped up in tarps? Well, well, the one he took in a tarp, but he's basically stacking them. And they're, fro- they're frozen. So they're not de- in decomposition. Because they're frozen. Oh, frozen. Okay. The freaky thing, though, is when he goes to get victim number three to take her back to home to redo the pictures, she's she's frozen into a position. <laughs> however, however, he put her in the freezer. That's how she's frozen. He had plate like propped her like in a sitting position. That's how she froze in a slumped over one arm, one way, one leg that way, like a mannequin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm scared. People handle situations differently. I'm so afraid. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, so while traveling home to redo his psycho photo shoot, don't look at my computer. I'm not please. looking at the time. Jack sees a woman at night. Oh, this gosh. is. I'm sorry. Jack sees a woman on the side of the road again, <sighs> and this is years after the first one. And this is at night, so he's got dead, frozen girl in the back. Sorry, for to be not polite he drives by this woman she's holding a flashlight on the side of the road literally another broken down car and jack initially passes her but slows down to check out the scene while he's passing he sees she's alone he has done what he wanted to do he has victim number three in his van right now why would he even bother with another he gets so mad at himself like banging on the steering wheel mad and he can't resist it he turns his car around and drives Full speed. No, and hits her. And slams into the woman with his van. Now he has two women for his photo shoot. Oh. Jack says in an interview that this photo shoot was quote unquote inspiring. Is his favorite one? He says that he was on a blood frenzy at this point and he uses frozen victim number three and this new freshly ran over woman. And props them in weird poses in his living room. I have, I'm going to have to look these up once we're done. I really don't want you to. Just pi- Okay, if you want to, do it. I'm Just picture to. a frozen body 
probably defrosting a little bit at this point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Joanna's just bursting out arm poses with a frozen face. Stop it. We have to laugh. It's so disgusting. Okay, go. It's like, okay. She's defrosting, I think. Pose with a so frozen body with a limp dead body and she's just been run and the photos are bizarre bizarre i wish i'd never seen them to be honest okay so maybe i don't want to see them. i'll spare you the gore from there and he's finally happy with the results he's so happy in fact that he uses his photos as his trophies and puts together like a scrapbook like a binder uh-huh. of all his stuff something he can look back on for many years I don't know. I scrapbooked for a time in my teens and early 20s. So did I. It wasn't like this, though. No. Do you think he has friends? Does he have friends? I I honestly couldn't. I don't think so. Okay. Time has passed now, and Jack has managed to get away with, with all of his crimes. And we are now well into the 80s, and no one has discovered his secret. His OCD is kept under control as long as he can manage his killings. I'm curious about the car accident one, though. Like, I know. I didn't get into any of the cleanup after that. You know, like, I mean, there's a car on the side of the road. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he hit her car as well. He didn't hit her car. He just hit her. So how, And abandoned her. Or, I'm sorry, abandoned the car. But how, okay, go. I mean, if right, it's, it's the blood it's, on the road yeah, that I would think about. But there's one story that he talks about where it started pouring rain after he killed someone. Mm. And he felt like it was a gift. Like the rain washed away evidence. It okay. could have been that one. All right. Okay, he says himself that at this point in his life, it, he was always in a balance between pain and pleasure. The pain of not killing and of his OCD running him and the pleasure of the release he felt after it. It's like the pain I have before a glass of wine <laughs> and the pleasure I have after a yes. glass of wine. <laughs> Jack never had children of his own. No, of course. But he did later date a single mom. Oh. A mom of two boys. This mother only had her boys, and she was really into Jack. Now, what later happens to the mom and boys is horrific. Mm. Everything, from what I learned, he wanted to try the family life. He knew he didn't want his own kids, so he wanted to try the family life. Yes. And everything was going fine. He was, like, trying to be a mentor to her young boys. Um, It was going smoothly, but Jack claims that the family life wasn't going in the direction that he wanted it to go with this family. Sure. Because one of the boys didn't take to him at all, the younger one, who was like eight years old. And the older one was like probably 10. So I'm going to sum this up as fast as humanly possible because it's so disturbing. And I actually considered skipping it completely. I wanted to spare all of us. Um, But I think it's important to display how awful he is and how despicable he is and how disgusting he is. So I think it's important to the story. Okay. As uncomfortable as it'll be, but I'm going to go as fast as I can. So to go through it in as few words as possible, excuse me, Jack wanted to take the boys to learn how to shoot, to teach them how to shoot with, you know, rifle or whatever. Um, While out in the middle of nowhere on an abandoned outdoor shooting range, Jack in the middle of it all. And while the mother is setting up a picnic, climbs to the shooting tower and uses a rifle with a scope on it. And he points it and kills her older son, oh, who is, I'm going quick, who is about 10 years old. Okay, the mother, obviously shocked, freaks out, is stunned, tries and fails to save her younger son, who I was wrong, is more close to six years old. And Jack shoots him as well and then shoots and kills the mother. 
the things he does after this for this next photo shoot is too much for me and I'm not going to explain it. So that's it. That's it. I'm done with that part. Okay. Anything that has to do with children, mm-hmm. I'm very uncomfortable mm-hmm. with. And I know I pronounced it uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Moving on. We good? Yeah. Okay. This was a turning point in Jack's life. Mm. I think so. This is when he starts to kind of lose it. He actually pulls, <laughs> like, lose it more. Okay. Okay. He pulls a Bundy and starts using, because Ted Bundy used, do you remember how he abducted women? Mm-hmm. Pretending what? Oh, the arm, yes. Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't do that, but he uses a crutch to get around. And he says that he uses like a, like crutches, but just one because he has a bad leg. He doesn't have a bad leg. He pretends. He says that he does it to look harmless and it helps him meet people. Yeah, sure. Okay? And I wonder, again, like at this point, Bundy had already gone to trial and been executed. So he, everyone knows about that um, for his sorority house murders. But so he's using his crutch. He meets people this way. And before I go on, this is your time, Joanna. There's a lot more to say. There's a lot more. But I think it's a good place to say true crime or movie. God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's me. Are you okay? When you, Abby. I mean, Abby. When she, you recommended this and I'm uncomfortable. Well, obviously. <laughs> but in a great way. When when she sent this to you, did you did she tell you it was true or false? Like, did you know Abby? right away? Yeah. Yeah. So you knew. Uh-huh. Like, you didn't have to go through it and at the Mm-mm. end. Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, I hate every aspect of the. I can't see the screen. You think I, I can see? I am here. I'm hiding the it. The angle. I would have to literally, like, squint Okay, okay, and okay. okay. True crime or movie? Uh, gosh. I don't want it to be real because Me of neither. the whole animal and children, but I'm going to say true crime. Okay. This is a movie. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh. I feel like I wanted it to I'm in to pain. Say, I'm in pain. I said true crime because I... Wanted it to not be real. Maybe? I don't know. Good. I'm glad it's not real. I want our listeners to know, like, I I don't want anyone to think that I'm twisting movie plots. I I don't, but I do try to speak in a way to where you could wonder if it's real or fake. Always stick to the integrity of the movie. So in all the movie episodes I've done, I might add things like interviews. And there really was an interview. This whole story is an interview, so that's not a lie. It sticks to the in the movie he's like recalling all these events but i might use the word interview or i might use the word later says or detectives note that blah 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 and i try to throw those things in sometimes Mm -hmm. and sometimes it is a detective character in a movie like i'm not and no one's accused me of anything we haven't had any trolls but i just want to make it clear i really try to stick to the integrity of the movie while telling it in a way that might make you a little confused. Well, I'm make always confused. I'm just glad it's not I'm glad real it because too. I mean, I know there's people out there. There's people out there who hurt animals, and that's where it starts. Well, and I I wonder if this there was inspiration from Bundy because there's a lot of things that reminded me of Ted Bundy. Okay, what's the name of the movie? It's a 2018 movie titled "The House That Jack Built." I haven't even gotten into why the title is called "The House That Jack Built." The whole reason for the title I'm about to talk about. It is a slow movie and it's very long. Two hours, 35 minutes. Oh, I can't do that. No, you cannot. Joanna doesn't like long movies. No, I don't. There's, Hour and a half. There's a lot of stops in the movie with art interjections. Stills of art pieces because Jack was really into art and it kind of takes you on the ride of the serial killer. Don't look it up yet. 
I'm going to tell you who plays him. Oh, no, I just want to see. Go okay, ahead. okay, no, quick. go ahead. It's okay. Then tell me quick. From looking online and what I've seen in ratings, it's a polarizing movie. And I went down a rabbit hole on the Instagram comments about the movie and people love it or hate it. And it's just, it's wild. Like, I should have been high watching this movie <laughs> and I don't even smoke weed. And the way the movie changes and Jack changes, it's a ride. He's almost like a different character from beginning to end. Like, it's sick. Okay, who's this? Jack is played by Matt Dillon, who I know from um, Wild Things. Did you ever watch Wild Things? No. And there's something about Mary. It says based on an idea. An idea from um, Dante's Inferno, which oh. is an, an older. Oh, I've read that book. Yeah. A lot of that came from that. Um, you never saw There's Something About Mary? I'm always so yes, surprised. I saw some. Matt Dillon. He oh, the Jack. house. Oh, I see the house. Okay. Sorry. Stop looking on your phone. You told me I could. I'm smack your hand. Don't. I watched it on Hulu, and I'm going to give you a few more details, and then I'll give you my personal rating at the end. So if you want to watch this movie, this is the time to press pause, finish our episode later. If you have seen it, or if you don't care and you want to hear more, Spoiler alert, because I'm giving it to you. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'll still, I might watch it in three days. (laughs) I know. It's so long. Jack goes on to use his crutch and dates a woman named Jacqueline. He is emotionally abusive toward her, and he thinks that she's dumb. He calls her as the name, as her name, Simple, because he thinks that she's so stupid, and it's the kind of relationship where he says awful things to her, and then she's the one crying, begging him not to leave. Jack ends up admitting to her one night that he's a serial killer oh. and that he has killed 60 people. Oh, 60? And then he says 61. And she goes, you just said 60. And he's like, <gasps> well, it could always be 61. Oh, no. She doesn't believe him and thinks that he's just fucking around. And then he starts toying with her. He gets sexual with her. And then it gets weird. And he uses a marker to draw on her breasts. And we get some boob action in the movie. This is the only boob action you get. Jacqueline gets weirded out. And is like, this is just... This is too much. And it's her apartment and she leaves. While outside, she sees a police officer and she stops him. He's kind of pulled over, just kind of sitting in his car. And she tells him that her boyfriend, he's saying he's a serial killer. He's killed 60 people. Help. And the cop asks her, have you been drinking? And then blows her off. And Jack shows up outside, follows her, and he sees the cop and he acts way wasted. Like he acts. He goes... I'm a serial killer. I killed 60 people. Is that what she told you? And she doesn't love me. She'll never love me. And the cop blows him off. You guys go sleep it off. You're drunk. And that's it. Jack later ties her up, cuts off her breasts, and kills her. What? Yeah. Now I'm going to skip over a lot to get to the title of the movie, The House That Jack Built. Jack, being an engineer and a wannabe architect, has been drawing and designing a home this whole time on a property he owns. He's even had the frame built and then torn down more than once because it wasn't perfect. Mm. And he says OCD. In the end, we see that the voice that he has been interviewing him, because it's like an interview overlay the whole time, is an older man who's really inside his head. Mm. The man is fully aware of the house dream, like his talking voice in his head. So here we go. After stacking body after body in his freezer for years, Jack has a full-on mental breakdown, and he has had an epiphany. And at the encouragement of the little old man in his head, Jack uses all the frozen and dead bodies to build a house out of them. (laughs) He uses a pulley system with wires to literally build a Lincoln log house of bodies. <laughs> he has. He even has like a little entryway that he has to duck down Ew. to go in and stand <clears throat> up inside. The old man compliments him 
and also crouches in the little doorway and goes inside. Now, here we go. We're getting to the end. Okay. Meanwhile, this is all happening. He's building his house of dead bodies. Cops are outside. Oh, outside of his freezer, by the way. This is in his warehouse. Cops are outside using blowtorches. Blowtorches? To like the fight, like to break down the steel wall, the steel door, to get inside the freezer. Because after skipping eons in my description, because this movie is two weeks long, the cops are after him. Jack goes inside his house of bodies, looks at the floor, sees a hole, a hole being big enough to him to jump down, for him to jump through. And he has uh, created this hole. He just doesn't remember. He jumps in this hole into the ground, into a sewer underground, still talking to the old man. The old man is with him, quote unquote, with him. In my notes as I was watching, I typed, is he is Jack dead? Is he dying? Is this real? I, I couldn't tell. This is where the movie gets so weird. So. <laughs> like Bill and Ted, excellent adventure, weird. So buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say it all. The following events make zero sense. Don't even try. Don't ask me questions, okay? Just okay. It's not going to make sense. So I've decided to... You, Joanna, and our listeners, who I love you so much, I'm going to read you the notes that I took as I was watching the movie. Okay. Because normally I'll use like Google Docs on my phone and I type as I watch a movie and then later I'll go on my computer and totally revamp it. I'm just going to read you what I typed as I was watching. They made it to the open. Wait, no. I want you to read my notes. No. Yes. I want you to read the notes that I... You, I want Joanna, am I reading? You're going to start with there, there now. I want you to read the notes that I took as I was watching okay. this movie because it's <clears throat> insane. This is the end of the movie. And then ah! just read that paragraph. Now, okay, go. They're now floating in a body of water in two bubble orbs, one for each of them, then flash to them walking through an underground tunnel system, a sewer, very rocky. They made it to the open. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Super trippy. Jack changes through the whole movie back in the underground water system, cave-like. Jack starts to feel ill. Oh, ill. Okay. Ow. With a sour taste in his mouth, we flash. We flashed them being in a room covered with blood from ceiling to floor, walking in slow motion. No wonder this movie is so fucking long. They Then they are in pieces of art with naked men and women <laughs> around them and couldn't help but laugh out loud. It is so absurd. 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 Sorry. Are they in hell? Oh, oh, maybe. Uh Then Jack gets flashes of everything we've seen so far. He's underground with a river of lava flowing. Yeah, this sounds like the Dante's. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, The old man says he's here to deliver him. We are in hell. The bridge is broken, though, so he can't leave. Old man says he wouldn't recommend trying to climb around the walls to reach the other side because they they may have failed. And then... And then says, says, the choice is yours. Jack says he will take his chances. <sighs> then we give, get five hours of a scene of him trying to climb around the circular wall and he fails and everything he falls. Turns, oh, falls. Then he fa- turns white, white. Everything turns white. The movie white. ends. And then I thought, thank God it's over. That's it. I just feel like you took random thoughts of... of that was weird. Okay. I told you, don't try to make sense of it. You're not going to make sense. The The movie is very eerie. I told you it's so polarizing. On People love it. And it's like, this is amazing. And people hate it. Like, I wasted my time. There's lots of talk of art through the whole thing. Very graphic images. It's almost like a psychological thriller in some parts. And Jack just seems to have an answer for everything. And it's a trip. And my personal rating... 
Well, well, hold on. IMDb. This time I searched IMDb. I haven't done that before, and I was actually I'm going to keep doing that. They give it a six point eight out of ten. Ooh. Okay. My personal rating three out of five. Same. Three out of five. Same ranking. You agree? No, I haven't seen the movie, but six out of ten is the same as three out of five. <laughs> Why? Don't look at me like that. Is it equivalent fractions? Open your calculator. Do I don't have to. Oh no! Wait, that's a is lie. It? Yes, it is. I mean, it's more than half. Six out. Of okay, okay. You, I see. What, maybe seven out of by, ten would be equal, divided yeah. by two. Divided by two. You're doing three, math. five. Three out of five. Oh well, my rating three out of five. It's the same as I. <laughs> as much as there were parts of it I absolutely hated, and that were just so crazy, it was still just. It was crazy. So, Abby, you killed it with the suggestion. Good job. Crazy isn't the word, so thank you, girl. Why is he wearing red like the... Let me see. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to watch the movie. There, he's wearing like a red hood throughout the whole end, like a robe. It's a robe. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Why, who makes who makes two and a half hour long movies other than the Titanic? I know. The Titanic was also had a character named Jack. On two different VHSs, by the way. Yeah, you had to take two tapes to watch that <laughs> shit. Gen Z, we love you. Well, that's it, Joanna. That's the end of my story. Okay, I'm going to watch the trailer. Watch the trailer when we're done. I will. Two and a half minutes. You and that's a little long for What's a trailer. What's the cuss count today? Oh, it was only... Uh, well, I said two, but you would have said them. So it was only... <laughs> don't count them. I am counting them. It was 12. 12? It was not I bad. Know. I think because I know our kids are downstairs. Mm. I'm like censoring myself a little bit. Okay. Can we go because I want to watch this trailer? All right. Hey, we... Girl, ease our listeners into a nice goodbye. We love you. It's we called, love you. It's called aftercare in... Oh. Uh, Never mind. Okay. If you know, you know. If not, never mind. We love you, listeners. Um, love follow you. us on Instagram. What's yes. our Instagram? Live, laugh, murder podcast. Or email us. No. Gmail.com. E- <laughs> AOL. You still have AOL. Okay. Instagram. Instagram. Live, laugh, murder podcast. Gmail is live, laugh, murder pod at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. We love you. Bye.